0: welcome to inside the media minds this is your host christine blake this show features in-depth interviews with tech reporters who share everything from their biggest pet peeves to their favorite stories from our studio at w2 communications let's go inside the media minds hey everybody this is christine blake the host of inside the media minds and i'm here today with heather caldell managing editor with nextgov hey heather
1: hey stoked to be here thanks for having me christine
0: thank you for coming on today. We're excited to talk about you and hear more about um, your role and what you look for at NextGov and how we can help you out. So Heather, um, give us a quick overview of your background. I know you have a lot of experience in the journalism industry, so we'd love to hear about that to kind of kick off the conversation.
1: Yeah, so once upon a time, I actually started my journalism career in Atlanta covering arts and entertainment and music and it was a great time to be in that city doing that. But when I moved back home, to Northern Virginia, uh, I had already been interested in technology, and that is actually when I started at the 1105 Media Group um, as like a copy editor, and um, that's when I started learning about federal information technology in specific. And so I've actually been around a little bit longer than I care to admit, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but. I worked at, you know, for all the brands at 1105 at some point, and I also worked at Sightline Media Group when it was transitioning from government, uh, I'm sorry, Gannett Media, what was the name? I can't even remember. Gannett Government Group uh, then became Sightline Media Group. So I have experience with both federal civilian technology and military technology, Mm -hmm. and it's it's, it was a steep learning curve, but it's something that I'm actually pretty into.
0: <laughs> How did you get into that? That's pretty specific.
1: You know what? The, there's so many publications that are very niche, mm-hmm. right? They serve a very specific audience and you just have to start live and breathing the material, right? There's a lot of self-education, but there's also a lot of talking to companies and experts who are working in the field to to learn about what the issues actually are right so in a way just like a reporter can focus on a very specific beat editor you know i i just had to learn about that industry mm-hmm. you know one of my strengths was always um i really understand the business of of being in a newsroom like the back end stuff mm-hmm. and and then just everything else you just have to learn you just mm-hmm. have to go for it
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So you're on the editing side as a managing editor versus the reporting side. So tell us about your specific role and what that looks like.
1: Along with my executive editor, Frank Conkle, I run NextGov's newsroom. So that is, you know, talking every day to my reporters, figuring out what they're going to cover, prioritizing what they're going to cover, and also balancing that work with our long-term projects. Uh, At NextGov, we do not just daily stories, we also do um, we do our own podcast called mm-hmm. critical update. We edit, we, we don't edit, we moderate lots of events. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've been to some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just have a ton of different projects going on. So like, I am the one making sure all the tasks ask, actually get done. Um, I am, I am our taskmaster, yeah. right? Like I'm like, that. We... all right, what's in the newsletter? You know, what are we covering today? What are we covering tomorrow? And by the way, we also have some special reports due. Mm-hmm. So like, I am the one who's balancing people's workloads.
0: Wow, that's definitely a lot because I've noticed over the years, you know, NextGov has become very integrated and multidimensional, you know, it's and today in journalism, it's not just, you know, a website or a publication, it's events, it's webinars, it's newsletters, it's all those different things. How have you seen it evolve over the years and what do you guys do to try to keep up with it?
1: You know what we're always trying new things. Mm-hmm. We are seeing what trends are, you know, when we first launched our podcast, I think I think every podcaster goes through this. One, do I even really know what I'm doing? And two, mm-hmm. is anyone actually going to listen to me? <laughs> right? So, we we just we go for it. We mm-hmm. try. We see what else, what other people are doing in the market and we, we like to think that we're on the cutting edge of what other people mm-hmm. are doing in the market. We figure out how to do it and then we try to do it better than anyone else, right? Mm-hmm. So we just go for it. Yeah. I know that that sounds, we're, we're like Nike, just do it. <laughs> I
0: love that. I like <laughs> it, I like it. Um, and I know you are um, the gatekeeper for content. I and, am. And um, I know you, it's interesting, a lot of companies, um, a lot of vendors in cyber are and tech are looking to, write their own articles and get their messaging and thought leadership out there how what what, how do you view that like what do you look for in content when you get pitches Um, and what is your take on it
1: so i have like i hope this advice isn't like demeaning because i feel like it's super simple but so many people don't really do it know who Nextgov's audience is i get a lot of what appear to be really blind pitches you know Mm -hmm. i have a (laughs) i I had a really persistent pitcher uh, who followed up like eight times who really wanted to write about coffee for me. And I am never going to publish anything about coffee. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I know that that doesn't sound helpful, but I have an audience of federal employees and contractors. I need your pitches to meet their needs. Like, Mm I'm not talking about your needs right like you may have the greatest platform but what are the issues that you're fed the the people that you're that my readers are Mm -hmm. trying to solve, if you can write a piece that addresses their problems and can help them make decisions to make federal technology better Mm -hmm. that's what I'm looking for I get a lot of things that are really off base a lot of consumer oriented tech Mm -hmm. and a lot of things that just don't have anything to do with any any federal agency right and that's that's where people really you know I read the the subject line and I'm like oh yeah. You don't know what I do. G- give me the one iota of knowing yeah. what I do.
0: <laughs> that must be frustrating. I feel like, I mean, we've worked with you for a while now and I feel like you're always really friendly and and kind, even if you aren't inter- interested in the topic. So it must be frustrating. How many article like article pitches do you get on a weekly basis?
1: You know what? Uh, that is a really great question. I've never tallied them up, but I will say in the pandemic, more than ever. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and some of them are those, are those, uh, you know, wild kind of Hail Mary pitches where Mm -hmm. they're just like, I I think that they do something about tech, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, other people, they show they know the audience, they show they know me, they show they know my publication. And that is, that's key, right? Like, how can you help me Mm -hmm. help my reader do their job better? Yeah, that is all I'm looking for. That's a great way to put it.
0: And you mentioned that there was an uptick during the pandemic. And I think from our perspective, we also saw an increase in um, desire to write content during the pandemic. Cause I think, you know, interviews and other stuff kind of um, decreased a little bit. How do you think that affected it?
1: You know, I, I wonder this, uh, but I'm too busy going through my email. to have <laughs> actually figured that out, yeah. but I think, you know, you know, everyone is in front of their computers right now. This is the one thing that we all know we're doing. So I think there's just an increased interest in getting, you know, companies perspectives out there. And people know that, you know, readership is up. People Mm -hmm. are looking at more newsletters. Our digital connection is the one we can nurture right now. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's sort of driving it.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that digital connection. I like that's, mm-hmm. that's a really like, good way to put it. Have you seen a pretty big increase in readership during the past year?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I don't have hard numbers off the top of my head, but particularly when things initially shut down, this, you know, our computers were our worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know, I know, I get tired of it. I'm sure you get tired of it too, right? But that's, that's still the way that we can connect with each other. So mm-hmm. it, it's still people are, are looking in, I'm, I'm sure there's fatigue. I know I have it, you know, on a weekend. Yeah. I, I'm certainly like, can I unplug? <laughs> okay. Well, if I unplug, I don't see my family, but you know, yeah. this is, this is how we reach people right now.
0: Absolutely. It's definitely 24 by seven. Um, mm-hmm. another question that came to my mind as we were just talking, um, I know one of the biggest topics now it really seems to be like the return to office, return to work messaging and storyline. Is that something that you're seeing your readers interested in? And if if not, what are they interested in? What are some of those major topics um, that they're looking I think into? they're
1: absolutely interested in that right now, right? Like how mm-hmm. I'm personally interested in that yeah. right now. I'm sure you're interested in that right now. Um, you know, I think sometimes people think that like the federal marketplace is just like super mysterious, but they're people just like you, you know, employees and contractors, they're just like us. They're figuring out how to balance their their uh remote school what their kids are going to do mm-hmm. can they go see their parents when can they get the vaccine They're, that mm-hmm. human element is something that i think a lot of technology focused publications forget about and right now people want to know what's going to be expected of them and how they can work safely mm-hmm. I, I mean i think that's the story of the year mm-hmm Yeah. I think that's, that's
0: definitely what we've been seeing too. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some other topics that
1: you think your um, readers are interested in reading about? Well, right now it's also um, change of administration. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know it inauguration doesn't really happen in one day. We're still watching a lot of technology focused and cyber focused appointments, Um, that's something that we're very interested in continuing to track the administrations a little bit behind pace and getting some key figures in. But, you know, for federal employees and contractors, they're looking at what their jobs and their missions are going to be for the next four years. So, Mm -hmm. so that's, that is pretty important too. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, not to mention, I don't know if you've heard, there's been some massive cyber intrusions mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, just, <laughs> across yes. the public sector and private sector and you know to me I don't know about you but like it's overwhelming to mm-hmm. me how big the scope is and oh yeah that is going to be continuing you know how how will federal agencies really respond you know we've it's been acknowledged at nine have been nine federal agencies have been compromised, but we really still don't mm-hmm. know what the extent is, at right. least not publicly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. That's interesting. Um, and then how, so I know you, you've you mentioned getting a lot of different pitches and it's such a crowded space. How do you think companies should differentiate themselves in such a noisy space right now?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, part of it is be yourself. And part of it is make sure you point out how you are different, right? Mm -hmm. Like right now there's, I I probably get (laughs) four or five pitches to explain what zero trust is in a day, like literally actually just zero trust pitches in a day. Okay. Well, what's like the, if that's the one Oh one, what's like the one Oh two version of that, or the two Oh two version of that, if Mm -hmm. we're thinking about it, like, college classes like how can you take it a step further mm-hmm. if you see that everyone is saying the same thing what's your different perspective or what's the next level does does that
0: make sense yeah that's really good insight i think people cling on to those key topics zero trust uh, iot remote work and they'll just kind of say what everyone else is saying but i think it's so important to say all right what are we doing differently how can we communicate that um yeah i think that's a really that's a really good perspective whether it's you know having different third-party perspectives on it, or even data points. does um, does anything to show how that the company is solving that problem in a different way?
1: Yeah. Um, I like to talk about pain points, mm-hmm. right? You, as companies, they know where their customers are having trouble. It's rarely an isolated incident, right? It's not usually one customer that's having that problem. Find those unique problems and explain it out because- It's going to be a shared problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Um, And then what is one of the most memorable topics or stories that you've been involved in?
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Most memorable stories? I I think I'm going to have to give it up to the Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure, a.k.a. Jedi. Yeah. Yes. I guess part of my fascination with it is how everyone seems to be losing their mind about it while mm-hmm. simultaneously not wanting to talk about it anymore. But I promise you when there's news, everyone is still reading it. Um, it's
0: crazy. We had, um, we had Frank Conkle mm-hmm. on our round table through a year and a half ago. And it's fascinating how, um, what a narrative it is and like how in depth it is. And they, they brought up the topic of Jedi Fridays and how there's new news coming out every week and then it doesn't stop, it doesn't stop. It's just, uh, it's really crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, they did. Did they do the initial award the same Friday mm-hmm. afternoon that the Nats were like in the championships? Like, I so. I, like was that like? <laughs> am I remembering that right? And I, I just think remember there, I like think there was this. Even if it wasn't planned, it was like the best Friday. Let's try, see if we can squeeze this under the radar news mm-hmm. drop that I think I've I've ever seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, that was definitely uh, it fascinating to follow and to <laughs> to watch. Yeah, send um, tips our way guys. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Good good point. Um and then you know we talked about how NextGovs doing a lot of different multidimensional things. How have you all leveraged social media you personally and also um the publication to try to keep up
1: with the uh 24/7 news cycle? Um our publication has, you know, brand, you know, our branded content on all of all of your usual suspects, Mm -hmm. right? Actually, um, what we really love to see is LinkedIn is actually becoming increasingly more important for us. And I think, you know, we just have the federal audience and maybe federal contracting audience there. They, they like LinkedIn. It is about connecting businesses together and agencies Mm -hmm. together. And that is something that we're continuing to watch and try to figure out how to tap into more, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I I wish I could give you like some secret social media knowledge but Mm -hmm. like we assure you that my reporters are stalking you as much as they're stalking as you're stalking them right (laughs) so like we do we do watch we sort of have our canaries that we Mm -hmm. watch and see what they're talking about and we've actually been able to get some really great story ideas from Twitter in particular when when there is something that is really controversial and people are talking off and um same thing with LinkedIn. We do actually watch what, what are our readers? We're literally watching you. What are you talking about?
0: Okay. That's a great way to flip it. I I actually didn't think about that, but I've definitely seen LinkedIn almost like a more of a resurgence in LinkedIn this year. But that's a good point because so many people are talking about different things on there and you can be like, okay, what are, what are the target audience? What are they interested in? Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course with Twitter, it's like, Constantly, like minute by minute updates on everything. Like I watch that to follow news cycles, and it's really, uh, really fascinating how quickly things change on there.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of like LinkedIn a little better than watching Twitter for news mm-hmm. cycles because, you know, I'm a journalist, so I follow a ton of journalists. Yeah, but it, it's one of those things where you know they can, they can change so quickly, and I feel like LinkedIn is a little bit easier to follow
0: mm-hmm. in that
1: way, and it doesn't get taken over by you know, just like the top line news, you know, in yeah. the last administration, it was like the president tweeted. Now everyone needs to react, right? right. LinkedIn is like, has anyone seen this guidance? What does it mean? And mm-hmm. then I can see what people are saying it means. And then I can yeah. ask, you know, more intelligent questions. <laughs> yeah. A little more helpful.
0: Yeah. Um, and then in your mind, how has the pandemic affected journalism in general the past <laughs> year? Big
1: question. <laughs> yeah. Just a little question there, you know, um, <laughs> A lot of it is rethinking how we do our jobs. I don't think we're a unique profession in that at all, right? But like, you know, NextGov in particular, we do a lot of events and in the federal space, going to events, meeting federal employees and meeting contractors is one of the key parts of networking in this space. And without in-person events, we really had to think like, how do we do our jobs? You know, it's DC, hey, you wanna go grab coffee? does virtual coffee count now? Mm -hmm. Um, I I definitely know that we're doing that now, but I think we all kind of were like, is it appropriate to do that? Like, do people even want to do that? Mm -hmm. And at a certain point we just kind of embraced it, you know, yeah, Um, this is how we do business now. I think the social media networks have become a little bit more important. Zoom has obviously become really important, figuring out good etiquette on all Mm -hmm. these video calls that has become really important.
0: Yeah, Um, I yeah, I cannot wait until we have in-person events again. I think that's a big thing that's missing just in that business culture of this area that we're in. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you have you guys found that, um, you know, people are are into the virtual stuff and of coming to virtual events and getting stuff, getting things out of it that are beneficial,
1: or is there kind of still that divide? You know what? We did more digital events last year than we ever have as a company before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things I'm, I'm not one of the Queens of events. We have a really talented team and they have been working extremely hard on figuring out how to recreate some of that in-person stuff, you know, just even, questions at the end of events are important to incorporate in that. So that's something that we as a company have spent a long time thinking about. And as like on a reporter level, we've all just had to adopt to this. And the thing is, you know, it's been so long that now people are completely comfortable doing video chats in a way like, Hey, at least we're saving traffic time from driving to all these different companies. Right.
0: (laughs) That is so true. Absolutely.
1: You know, we adapted just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, the first month was like, what do we do? Yeah. Now we know, you know, Yeah. Now we're all do used we to still, it. would we still like to be like actually at, you know, the Hill instead of watching a live stream? I don't know, man, I'm starting to get kind of comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, and then we have a couple of listener questions. I think we already addressed the first one, but it was about, um, you know, every year there's a new trend or issue that everybody writes about COVID-19, working from home, the political landscape. And mm-hmm. the question is, what do you suspect will be one of the biggest topics for 2021? Um, I think you already said um, return to office uh, or return to working and then um, the Biden administration.
1: Yeah, I can yeah. give you one more if you want. Sure, and let's that do it. is IT modernization, mm-hmm. right? When you switch to, I don't think that's a revolutionary observation, obviously, but You know when you have a bunch of people laid off and trying to get in touch with unemployment offices it puts a whole new spin on the urgency of some of the really old systems that government does operate at every level so we're going to see a lot of money being splashed out from the federal government and some of that is talking about being also funding state and local kind of things Mm -hmm. there's going to be a big push on that and where there is a great government spend, there's a lot of industry interest, obviously. Yeah. But like that, that will be important, like to make sure those dollars are well spent.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Great. And then the next question is: What are um, some of your favorite topics that next goes next covers?
1: You know, I I always learn something new about customer experience. It sounds mm-hmm. weird, but you know that is that is what journalism. Is you know you know like what what are my readers caring about right now? So I always learn a little bit from different governor government initiatives of like thinking about my readers in a totally different way. And I do still totally geek out on cyber stuff because mm-hmm. there's so much I don't know that yeah. almost every article I edit, I I learn something and have to read something new. So That's that cool. that is continually challenging me.
0: Yeah, you're really always learning as you're reading these articles and everything. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and then our last question is, um, kind of more personal, but what are you interested in outside of work, outside of your job that people wouldn't know about you?
1: Uh, so I'm a avid hiker and an avid biker, and I was oh. before the pandemic. So I have been having to master the more unusual and less beaten trails in mm-hmm. the area. And I'm not going to share them because I'm trying to keep <laughs> them, you know, less traveled, but, uh, That is something that I am super into. Like I spend all day thinking about technology and on the weekends Mm -hmm. I spend all weekend trying to unplug.
0: (laughs) That's great. I love that balance. Perfect. Um, Well, is there anything that you want to share that NextGov is doing that has coming up that you'd like to uh,
1: make sure our listeners hear about? Uh, uh, we will be having our next season of critical update coming mm-hmm. very soon at the end of April. I think April 20th is when the next season comes up and we will be okay. doing several episodes all about software development, um, within government. And I think your listeners might be very interested in that.
0: Absolutely. That's good to know. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Great. Well, Heather, it's been great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for coming on. And we got to learn a little bit more about you and we look forward to con- continuing to work with you and follow, um, NextGov's activity.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely.
0: Everyone, this has been Christine Blake, the host of Inside the Media Minds. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Inside the Media Minds. To learn more about our podcast and hear all of our episodes, please visit us at w2com.com slash podcast and follow us on Twitter at Media Mind Show. And you can subscribe anywhere podcasts are found.